Hey, this is Danny from the Magic Our Way podcast, and you guys are listening to the BS Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Lukewarm Cinema Podcast. My name is Austin, and today I'm joined by George and Christian. Boo. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh my God, no. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we got a little bit of a short episode for you guys this week, but we're giving you an episode nonetheless. We'd be grateful. No, I'm just kidding. We're grateful for all of you. Yeah. I mean, we're right around the, the season of giving and thanks. So I think our audience should give us a little, a little thanks for producing the way we have this year we're gonna we're gonna lose all of our listeners now i hope you understand that hey well you know if they aren't willing to give back then we didn't want them in the first place (laughs) (laughs) we are your leader and you will respect us but no we do honestly we we love you guys you guys have to understand that sometimes like with three people you know there's a lot of life situations that happen we can't we we don't live in the same house no you can't record all the gd time austin's got a kid for christ's sake Goddamn kids, man! How is Rowan doing? I know, I know, uh, he's doing good now. He's beating my ass every night. At while throwing up on you, or no, no, no. Like you see, like, like these. That's all him. He's Buddy like, throws the fist. No, he like throw teeth. Oh. Woof! <laughs> he he watched the one Mike Tyson fight, and he was like, "I want to do that." <laughs> that's a champ. Hey, it's taking after strong characters, <laughs> strong, uh, you know, figures. Mike Tyson had a really fucked up childhood. Let's avoid <laughs> that. I beat this kid up because he killed my pigeon. The pigeon was my pet. It was my only friend. Was that pigeon? Sorry, mosquitoes. Oh, I'm so scared. I'm sorry, mosquitoes. My mom's coming. She's allergic. If you guys haven't seen it, you gotta watch the. What, what was is this? Just the Mike Tyson show? Mike Tyson mysteries. Mystery on Adult Swim. Oh I've my god, that. it's so great. I gotta rewatch it. It's just Scooby Doo with Mike Tyson and more like just out of this world and just stupid. But anyways. Getting back to the, the season, it's the spooky season. As you heard, Christian is very easily scared. Ah! <laughs> Anyways, uh, we just got done watching Hubie Halloween, which was the newest. Ad- I think it's only been out for like a couple days now at this point. New Adam Sandler film on Netflix. George was having a rough day. So we were like, let's just watch something mindless. And uh, how entertained were you? It was definitely what I needed. I like today. I mean, I, I know I rarely do this when I have these days where I cause like so much stress on myself, try to avoid them. Why I take a lot of vitamins, do a lot of vitamins, extracurriculars to get my mind off of things because like, yeah, I needed, I needed something to just completely take me out of this world for a little bit. And Hubie Halloween did that. And it, it perfectly, I'm so glad Um, they hit me up saying, you know, let's do a podcast today. And of course, like, you're having a stressed out day and then they're like let's have a pod do a podcast and i'm like well if we don't do one today then you know i can't give this to the listeners so i was like let's do it and they come over and hubie halloween like my my uh I, where should we start with this do we uh do we talk about we'll do, we'll do, do a little, little synopsis uh, very small because i know we'll we'll do yeah 
three and a half hours of synopsis. So basically, <laughs> it's about this guy, Hubie Halloween. They live in Salem. And he's just like, he's basically like a grown incel. He is Adam Sandler. He is Adam this Sandler. Is Adam he Stan- seems like like if Billy Madison became an older man and even more learning disabled. I think it would be more like Bobby Boucher. Same. Just grew up. because I think it's my bad. I think no, no, it's no, the evolution ahead. of Bobby. I think so, too. I think he came out of, out of college and was like, you know, I like Halloween. <laughs> His mom, like, kind of transformed from a Louisiana, you know, southern woman to, to an East Coast uptight, very proper woman. Little who, white woman. Who, who likes to wear shirts that says, I shaved my balls for this. Yeah, she went Goodwill shopping before the movie. That's that's a little... They have lots of just great little comedy points throughout. But so anyways, it's they start off Halloween time in Salem. Um, and Hubie, who's Adam Sandler. He's, he's basically just like a neighborhood watch guy. And the whole movie is about him. Halloween is his favorite holiday. And like, I guess in years past, he just tries to like keep everybody safe and make sure it's fun for everybody. And the whole movie is just, you know, not to give too much away because it just came out. Uh, this isn't... This, I guess kind of spoilers, but you know, most of the movies we review have been out for like 10, 15 years. So it's like, eh. No, we're but, finally with the times now. Yeah, we're <laughs> finally with the times. Uh, he basically just has a bunch of events happen to him while trying to, to help everybody during Halloween. So he had like a really bad upbringing. He's, he's yeah. grown up in this town of Salem and, you know, being learning disabled, like we said, like he got picked on a lot and, you know, he just sounds, it's not that he's learning disabled. He's just a little bit odd. How would yeah, you, I wouldn't, Chris, how would I wouldn't you say. describe his persona? Okay. Um, so like you said, the town hates him because A, he's kind of dumb, right? And B, because he's like a busybody, but he's really just trying to look after everyone. So he's kind of like the narc. He's, he's like stupid and he's a narc, right? So that's why the town hates him. Um. But he's like, he's like, he's like really this kind guy. He just wants everybody to be safe. And the movie is kind of like a murder mystery of sorts. Yeah. Okay. Oh, like a whodunit. Yeah, whodunit. That's a better way to yeah. put it. And, um, you know, starting on Halloween night, you know, uh, uh, Hubie Dubois starts to Dubois. notice that people are getting... What would you call it? Going missing? Yeah, going missing. Uh, throughout the night. So it's like, oh, he has to get to the bottom of the mystery, right? With everybody going, shut the fuck up, Hoobie. <laughs> yeah, everybody hates him. Total pushback the whole movie. The, a, a running joke in the movie is a shot of him riding his bicycle around. And the just random people pelting him. First, it's eggs. Right? Then later, but it's... It's the entire movie. And it ramps up the ridiculousness to where, like, the last time you see it happen, they're basically throwing, like, debris at him. There's a flaming arrow that shot and just landed There's right in front of him. A whole bunch of good stuff. A whole bunch of good stuff. Um, this thing was Easter egg galore. George, yes. George, and even, like, Christian and I were like, hey, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. I think it's a perfect Adam Sandler uh, film in the sense where... This is the same kind of cast that you've seen in Grown Ups. You've seen them in Waterboy. The Waterboy. Basically, you if it's an Adam Sandler production, they're you've in seen it. them. You can guess who the cast is right now. And I'm while while I let you do that. Of course, Rob Schneider's in. I promise you. Of course, you just got to wait boy. for it. 
Steve Buscemi, he's in there. Okay, if you haven't thought of him already, he's in there. Okay. Uh, but Nick <laughs> Nick Schwartzen, though, I was looking for Nick. And Shaquille O'Neal. All right, Shaq's I just said it. it. He's got Shaq in there. Yes. You got to find out for yourself what role that is, though. Look, there's a lot of great names in this movie that you'd, some you'd absolutely expect from a Adam Sandler movie, and some that you definitely wouldn't. But no character feels out of place. Every character feels extremely appreciated. Okay, beginning of the movie, you know, he's getting pelted by some kids, Hubie's getting pelted by eggs, and he falls off his bike into his new neighbor's yard. Okay, Steve Buscemi comes out. He's an old man, or Buscemi, never knew how to say the name. Buscemi. Don't at me. It's Buscemi. Buscemi. <laughs> That's all you get. Okay, Steve, <laughs> the Hubie's old neighbors have moved out. Steve Buscemi is living there now. He's an old man. And like he basically acts all nice, but then he says, oh, and Hubie, if you hear any unsettling noise in the middle of the night, don't come here. It's very important that you don't come checking around. So from the get go, they tell you, okay, there's something off about Steve Buscemi's character. Yes. Yes. And it's funny because Hubie, he's aloof. He doesn't pick up on it. He's, he has, he's, he's just saying, oh, he's just some nice, you know, nice neighbor. I just, I want to point out like how much this man's hated because we've we've said it i think three times now i think the fourth time i really wanted to hit home he was generationally hated oh yeah his great 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 grandmother was killed in the sale witch trials because yeah. she was like there's no witches and they were like nah you're definitely a witch if you're saying that oh that's a good sidebar it takes town in the place it takes place in the town of salem yeah yes and it's obviously a Halloween themed movie, so um which which that part's really cool because they have uh the radio station, the WTCH, ha ha ha, which <laughs> it's reporting throughout the Halloween night, you know, uh, a nice sexy radio female voice saying, uh, it's gonna be one spooky Hallows Eve. Uh, so stay tuned in to WTCH. She's giving us uh foreshadowing readings throughout the the whole story right if you live in las vegas it's very similar to like a 106.5 <laughs> 106.5 or like D- or like mixed 94.1 oh delilah good old delilah, delilah 106.5 very similar honey your husband is cheating on you well, he just went to the store no honey he's cheating on you no. <laughs> <laughs> vanessa and i li- would listen to her all the time and vanessa, i hate this bitch <laughs> the stories are great oh <laughs> They'll be like, yeah, I just took my ex back after he killed our first child, sold our second child, and then cheated on me. And Delilah would be like, what the fuck's wrong with you? And they'd be like, yeah, love is great. I want to dedicate this song to him. And she's like, I, I guess. She's like, never want to give you up. Never want to let you down. The, the podcast just got rickrolled. Sorry about that. <laughs> but, Sorry. But yeah, I got, now that you mentioned I definitely got a Delilah on Sunny 106.5. Five? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So, okay, some things that I really thoroughly enjoyed about the movie, um, it, it has a lot of adult humor in it. Like, it's not trying to, like, play around with, I don't know, what you can consider kiddish humor. Because at the beginning, you really get the vibe of, like, oh, this, it could be, like, a little kid type yeah. movie. Oh, it's Hotel Transylvania 4. Nah, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I think... The, the scene that it said at the beginning, um, it, I think it, it's like a compilation of all Halloween movies in a sense where you got like the scene of it's Halloween night, everybody's in costumes walking around down the street. And then the one weird guy putting on a pig mask 
walking down the, the street and blends in with like the crowd of costumes. Or you're Hubie and you have a piss stained sheet as your ghost costume. <laughs> <laughs> he walks oh, into a man. school to give him like a, a like a be safe out there tonight and somebody's like, is that pee stains? <laughs> Yeah, a running source of humor in this movie is that Hubie is like learning disabled, like just to put it in a simple I wouldn't way. Say learning disabled, I would just say so overly sheltered that he's just not aware of things. Yeah, yeah, okay. With a tad bit of learning disability, uh, I'm not saying it's not possible. It definitely could. Be. I think it's just a visual uh, disability. Like he, phys- like mentally, when he speaks, it's it's clear, it's coherent. But it's in the way he did, he says it. He doesn't really move his bottom lip. And then if you were to see somebody talking like that in person, you'd probably be like, well, "That person's probably learning to say." <laughs> Very Bobby Boucher esque. Which is, I think, possibly he could be like a cousin, because because uh, his love interest's last name is Valentine. Like Vicky Valentine? Like, Vic, isn't Vicky Valentine from, from Waterboy? Isn't that her last name? Yeah, I was debating. Is it Valancourt? Oh, it's Valancourt. Is it Vicky, they could be cousins, too. Vicky Valancourt? Vicky Valancourt. She showed me her boobies. I like them, too. The double V, though. I mean, that's the yeah, Easter egg. Yeah, because you got Violet Valentine, Vicky Valancourt. Hubie uh, Dubois, Bobby Boucher. As much as this movie is a parody of all Halloween movies and also a great Halloween-themed movie itself, it's like a parody of all Adam Sandler movies, which, as unholy as this sounds, it's connecting the Adam Sandler cinematic universe. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Marvel ain't got shit on Adam Sandler. It's like remember there there was some book by Stephen King that they say ties together all his other books vaguely, yes. And people are like, whoa, that's crazy, you know? This yeah. is the movie that ties them all together. Our culture is so like has swirled to the point where there's an Adam Sandler cinematic universe to respect. But he deserves it. This man... I say he does too. I I, I don't agree. Or I don't disagree, excuse me. Netflix locked that guy up and he's produced like what... There's another one. There's like that that cowboy movie. I really enjoyed that one. Oh, um... It had Rob Schneider in it. Ridiculous Six. Yeah, Ridiculous Six. Yeah, we gotta watch that next. Um, Or Netflix Originals. The do-over, the one where oh the the most recent one with the uh, what's his face uh Joe Dirt yeah the one the yeah yeah I think that was that wasn't the do-over no 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 that's something else but that's a Netflix but he's come out with four I think Netflix is just like pretty much broke the bank on it's Adam like, Sandler it's like a blur at this point another yeah, Adam yeah, Sandler yeah. movie wow, it's out it's in the world they're <laughs> always so good they're yes. always so good I mean here's yes, the thing they are. They're not like, oh my god, it's the best movie ever, but they're good to like, I would watch that again. And I think that's like, mo- except Jack and Jill. I think that's most of his movies I would watch again. <laughs> I never actually watched Jack and Jill. I watched it once and I fell asleep and I was like, yeah, this probably wasn't worth watching. So, okay. Um, like we said, it connects a lot of things and Easter eggs throughout the movie. What is one noticeable or memorable part in the movie for you? Let's start with you, Chris. Like something that you were like, man, I like the way this tied together to a past Sandler movie, or something where, you know, it was something new, but you just like the style of it. Okay. I like that it, it in the way that it's a parody of uh, like all Adam Sandler movies, um, you had the typical plot point of 
the romance interest is in, in like an older blonde woman, right? This is just off the top of my head. I remember that was uh, Billy Madison, right? Yes. And however many other movies that he did. And uh, so I really like that as it relates to other Adam Sandler movies. Um, one of my favorite scenes was, you know, because he's a, like a busybody, you know, he's roaming around like a neighborhood force on Halloween night. And this little girl goes up to a door to get some candy. And the sign says, one candy only. You know, everybody who's been trick-or-treating has seen it. And there's always the one kid who takes a handful or some kid who takes the whole bowl. Right? It never works out that way. The little girl starts to take a second one. And then right that second, Hubie steps out from behind a tree and says, all right, now hold on there. (laughs) (laughs) This is what we're not about to do. Ready, like ready to lecture her. Like this was a setup. Like, okay. like he's he's staking it out, and like this is this is what Hubie lives for. This is this his little girl's it. parents were recording her. Like you know, like oh, it's Halloween. As she's, she's dressed up as a very candy. provocative Harley Quinn, as every girl in the movie was basically. I like that. It felt very like South Park, like yeah. like where they're. <laughs> they're <laughs> I think South Park did it when a uh, Fortnite skins came out, and then their Halloween episode, and then every kid had on the Fortnite skins. Two two years ago. Very similar. I thought it was a very good joke. Um, basically, if just a few years ago, it was that was the joke. It was like, oh, everybody's Harley Quinn this yeah, after, year. After Suicide Squad came out, and they're like, I'm Harley Quinn. I'm like, mm, you look like you ate Harley Quinn, but <laughs> I think he said at some point in time, he said, uh, he's like, next year, use your fishnets for fishing. Yeah, he's like, make sure to save your fishnets for, for fishing for next year. Yeah. And it's like, which it makes me like suspect that since this is a seasonal movie, this probably, they probably started making this sometime around October last year. Mm-hmm. So it predates some of the COVID stuff. Or they just probably just did it anyways. But yeah, I, I agree. It probably does predate. Cause like, cause like that's what was funny before, you know, like we we're talking about like Harley Quinn, like everybody's wearing a Harley Quinn outfit for Halloween. You Everybody's going to be Joe Exotic this year and uh, fucking Carol Ooh, Baskin. Yeah. I'm that's calling great, it now. That's a great costume. I'm going to get a Prince Albert and everything. If you don't know what a Prince Albert is, look it up. You guys know? No. He knows. Okay. You tell him, Austin? Tell him what a Prince Albert is. What's a Prince Albert? When, when a man loves a woman, the man goes and gets a piercing on his wiener. Goes what part? Right the, through the head. Right through the head. Why? It's supposed to like feel better, I guess. I don't know. I ain't no scientist. With uh, kidney stones. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never had to pass a kidney stone again. It just falls out the bottom. Okay. Thank well, God we have explicit tags on this, on this yes. show. <laughs> yes, you are now informed on what a Prince Albert is. You're welcome. Sex Ed with George. Y'all ever wonder why it looks like that? <laughs> I'm going to hit you guys with one piercing each episode. You guys just got to stay tuned throughout. <laughs> Something really exotic and out there. Up, he's gonna be like, "Yeah, I just found out the Royal Albert Hall. What is that? You pierce your two feet together." <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of the made-up sex positions we found out about in high school. No, middle school. Or middle school. Me middle school. Middle school. Yeah. Yeah. There was always like, oh, "What's a, a Philadelphia hot pocket?" Or, <laughs> or, or like <laughs> somebody. This kid in high school though was telling me these, and then he said, he said. Uh, you ever heard of the Harriet Tubman in the Underground Railroad? And I was like, no, what is that? He's like, all right, you need 
another person, two weeks, you need to go out to the woods and have a gerbil. And I was like, what the, what the, what, wait a minute, wait a minute. Sounds like the greatest, like, start to a story ever. He just left it at that, though. I know. Christian would always tell me about, like, the lobster swing or something. It was like the inverted lobster or some shit. (laughs) Or the Taiwanese ammo belt. (laughs) What has this podcast come to? Hubie Dubois never had sex. There we go. There's a, that, that's <laughs> what it led to. Hubie Dubois can, has never had we can sex. Tie it back. He he. Um, but now he's got a love interest. He's got a love interest, and obviously, right? Homegirl was throwing out so many goddamn hints. I asked George. I was like, George, would you have picked up on the hints? And George goes, I would have clapped that like 15 years ago. I would have clapped that the second she. Yeah, she was bad. I mean, <gasps> he her his love interest was married originally to the police chief in the movie. Kevin Hart. Kevin James. Kevin James. Not Kevin Hart. Kevin James. Kevin James. But Kevin James playing like a uh, like long-haired, full beard. He looked badass. I did not know it was Kevin James at first. Oh, I did. As soon as I saw him, I was like, that's Kevin James. <laughs> I figured. I figured it was. But at the same time, he was so hidden. There you go. It ties into, <laughs> into Paul Blart. Paul Blart got, got, became an actual officer. It does, and somehow, I don't know, Keenan Thompson is his partner. <laughs> Which is pretty funny, too, though. He's like, I... Like, Which there's I a, there's, that's, not to interrupt you, but there's a scene where, like, he's talking about... Uh, the sergeant is telling Hubie about all the times he's interrupted him. And, like, one time he comes in with, like, an afro. Like, and it's like a, it's like a montage. And then uh, Keenan's like, I, I could... I, I didn't know he was... He was so well disguised. And he just had, like, an afro on, but nothing else. He's like, I couldn't tell. Because the busybody Hubie Dubois would go to the police for just about everything that was going on in the this city. This is busy guy in the old folks home. <laughs> <laughs> I could, oh man. But yeah, he did, he like dodged him with like a, you know, an afro and shaved his well, little and then, mustache. And then like he goes the package the package went around the left. He's like, "Why didn't you go to the left? I, I didn't see him." Oh, he moves fast to the left. <laughs> he moves fast to the left. He goes, "Why don't you just tell the package that I was a mannequin or something?" I was just gonna say, like, it felt like an SNL skit at times. That's what I feel every time I see yeah, Keenan Thompson good. now. A good SNL skit, yeah. But at the same time, like, I don't know. That's what I remember him most for. Yeah, well, it's because that's like he's like the longest running member, probably on SNL. No, he is. Like, yes. I asked my dad the other night because he was watching. I was like, "Who's who's been on the longest?" He's like, "I think Keenan has, like, can, like is still there." Yeah. No, I just watched the past this past week. SNL. They had Bill Burr as the uh Bill Burr. I gotta watch his monologue. Apparently it's very politically like Oh, it was fueled. great. It was great. I love people getting pissed off at Bill Burr. Bill Burr is so He's such a reasonable funny. guy. Like not to not to derive too far, but with him and Joe Rogan on like on Joe Rogan's pocket, it's so funny. Like he tells the stories about like how like because he grew up in Boston, like people just fight there because it's Boston. And he was like, When I got into sixth grade, I realized I should probably work on the funny thing because I can't fight. <laughs> He's like, people are getting like, there's blood now and broken bones. He's like, I, you know, I'm not cut out for that. I'm just going to. Quick story about him is he was at like the off campus, like college housing with his friends. And his one friend went up to try to get beer and he comes down all fucked up. And he's like, what happened? He's like, these dudes beat me up. And they're like, oh, hell no. And there's like 12 of them. So they all, like, oh, let's go. And they go up the stairs and they knock on the door and they go, oh, we having a party. And they just start fighting. Like this people, That's badass. These people like all these people, the fighting stops and they go, oh, wait, this is the wrong room. It was just like two couples like having like a game night. Oh and they just God. started fighting. So he's like, shit, we went to the wrong place. Bill Burr, ladies and gentlemen. Classic. Anyways. Well, how did we, oh, that was SNL. He was the SNL. Yeah. I guess, we'll, I guess we'll but make yeah. me about. 
Oh well, because uh, we were we were on Christian about what he his favorite Easter egg or what he liked the most. Um, well, he said that scene. Yeah, when 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 he when he he's <laughs> he's, he's a narc. He's a, being a total narc about the amount candy of candy. Narc. So it was great because like he's he's obviously a busybody, and that's one of the reasons Pete the reason that everybody in the town just hates him, aka throws flaming arrows at him, etc. Um, but. The reason that he succeeds is because he's a busybody. So it's kind of like he's persistent. <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, he's different. He, everybody hates him because he's different, but then he uh, does something nobody else could do because he was different type of shit. And it was very, uh, very woke and epic. I would agree. I would agree. I think what my favorite scene um, had to have been the haunted house scene. Because I, I knew <laughs> something great was coming. Hubie gets scared just by anything. Like people just doing a, like a momentary just spook. Like how, you know, Austin scared Chris at the beginning. Boo! Hey, bro. Okay, I think it's only Austin. Yeah, I have the touch. I think Austin's the only one that's able to do I that. I have the touch. After. But <laughs> just like just like Christian is when Austin scares him, um, Hubie gets scared at everything. And then so he's finally chasing like what was the murder, what, they, what he thought the murder was. <laughs> I'm gonna leave you, I'm gonna leave it at that. And he chases it into the haunted house and he starts getting spooked in every which direction. And it's just a classic uh like I feel in every Adam Sandler movie, there's that one montage of him just going, and I hate to say the term, but he goes full retard in a sense of just like he's getting spooked by everything and people are telling him, No, Hubie, no, I'm surprised like, this he didn't is not real. Himself. This is like they, they literally said. This is for our community, like a school. We're raising money for a school. <laughs> We're raising money for a school. We're not trying to spook you that bad. And I'm legit surprised he didn't piss himself. Yeah, I thought that was going to be in there, like fucking Rob Schneider. I'm pissing right now. <laughs> Don't get us wrong. There was urination in the movie, there just was. not at this juncture. Okay. God, I I don't I don't care. I'll I'll go ahead and spoil it. So if you don't want to hear spoilers, go ahead a couple like a minute or so. He's he's worried about this person being like a, a shapeshifter into a dog. So he goes up to this husky who's outside the thing and he's like, okay, Mr. Walter, I need you to I need you to relax, okay? He's like trying to talk to this, and the dog just looks up and then just starts shitting. And then the dog eats the shit. <laughs> like that was the that was one of the funnier parts is like the dog is just like I'm being a fucking dog and he's like, oh my god, is that Mike Mundy? Are you eating Mike Mundy? Yes. Basically at one point he thinks his neighbor, Mr. Walter, is a werewolf. And he loses him, but then sees a dog and says, The transformation is complete. You're Mr. <laughs> Walter. Right? So he's talk trying to talk the dog down, and it's just a dog. Going off of Easter eggs, that scene reminded me of Little Nicky. Getting a flask. He's just walking up to like the I don't remember Little Nicky. Oh, dude, that's such a good movie. That's a that's a classic. There's like a scene where he's walking up to a bear and trying to because his brothers are demons, so they they can they get sucked into this flask. So he's walking up to the bear. He's like getting a flask. Bear's like, it's like shit. Is the flask also an Easter egg to his secret weapon? Maybe. Well, this thing was just that, but his secret weapon. I, yeah, I was thinking like this is what we have to like kind of end with because this thing's badass. Yeah, you have a book open. It looks like you're about to be philosophical. Well, yeah, I, I did want to read this one thing please, really quick. Please read it. So, yeah, this it really tied together with the lesson I had with my kids today. We're reading this book called 
make your bed, little things that can change your life and maybe the world. And had Hubi Dubois possibly read I think chapter he wrote seven, it. I think he might have wrote it. He might have been a part. I got to check that at the end. But this literally, this chapter was about how um, you got to stand up to your bullies. So like there was this perfect scene in here or perfect little section in the book that I want to read for you guys. It said, um, our goal, which we believe to be honorable and noble, gave us courage and courage is a remarkable quality. Nothing and nobody can stand in your way. Without it, others others will define your path. Without it, you are at the mercy of life's temptation. Without courage, men ruled by tyrants or despots, which I don't know that word. I had to look it up. I don't remember. Okay. Context. Without courage, great society can flourish. Without courage, the bullies of the world rise up. With it, you can accomplish any goal. With it, you can defy and defeat. Hell yeah, dude. I'm a monitor. They say, they say like, if like something's, something bad is happening to everybody, but nobody says anything about it, that's what makes bad shit happen. Like, like oh, if somebody's doing something bad, you better call them out on it, because then they'll you know, it'll go crazy. Yeah, like Christian, you're hoarding all of our podcast money. Look, they're Amaz- the Amazon, the Amazon can opener iceberg has only revealed its tip. There's <laughs> millions of varieties of can openers available on Amazon that was not available to the consumer five years ago. <laughs> Anybody who has donated or bought where, a shirt or anything, this is where your money is this, going. We were wondering where our money has gone. And it's ED candy. I got one that has a heated handle. <laughs> what the fuck do you need a heated does handle it, for? Does it heat the soup like as it's opening it? No, but you can get ones that do. <laughs> the amount of seriousness in Christian's face has me a little concerned right now. There has been some a great deal of research behind this. I can tell. I got another spoiler. Yes. So if you don't want to hear this, move ahead. Probably about 30 seconds to a minute. Yes, go. His fucking mom at the end. Holy shit. So you come to find out his mom is the one that, you know, is taking everybody. And so she has them on like a stake, like how they would be in the Salem Witch Trials. And he goes, mom, you can't. He's like, I can't do this. And she's like, I know I can't. She comes up with like a bottle or like a tub of gasoline and just starts pouring it like no fucking remorse. She's like in her 70s and just like, I'll do it. Yeah. So all the people that have gone missing and. QB Dubois is on the case trying to figure out, you know, who it is. He thinks it's the werewolf. He thinks it's Rob Schneider's character who has escaped from the asylum. It's this whodunit, right? And in typical whodunit fashion, it was the person you least sus- suspect. Just say sus, like you're playing Among Us. Sunspink. <laughs> okay. Yeah, she was the least sus. With all of her shirts. Yeah, oh, they disarm funny. you. They fucking disarm you. Okay? Especially with her saying boners are mistakes. So he's at the school saying, I made a lot of boners. I wish I could get them back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, I'm surprised uh, nobody thought there was like some like child touching energy behind this guy. Oh, I swear. I, when I first saw him, he has, he has a mustache. It's definitely like a kid touching look. Okay. I will say. But he was good. He was a good guy. He, he want to do it. Oh my god, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't I can't believe the mom almost burned the freaking people at the stake. Like that is Well, she walks up like a fucking bat, like we have to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which 
the reason why was because everybody bullies Hubie. So he's like, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna be dead soon. So I have to make the town safe for you, Hubie. So I'm gonna kill all the people who are bullying you. And she has all four of them strung up on a on a witch's stake in the backyard. That is classic. That is a classic scene. And like she walks in from out of frame with just a, like a gallon of gasoline, just starts pouring it. And she goes to light the fucking match. Hubie's face, though. I mean, it just builds up in fashion because, you know, it's his mom. Like, he's so conflicted at that moment. Like, he wants to do everything that's right. But then at the same time, he's having flashbacks of them, you know, tormenting him. And he's like. <laughs> his, his bottom <laughs> lip is moving. He doesn't know how to feel. You know what I mean? And you, you got to. I, I don't think we should spoil the ending. No, no, no. But they have uh, to. And our listeners have to think, do they get burned at the stake? But I will say when his mom does, you know, move away from the situation, does the good old Frankenstein blunder that Hubie pulls at the beginning of the or earlier in the movie? Yes. Frankenstein. Oh, oh shit. She's gone. They all turn her out of the. <laughs> and then Kevin G's like, we fell for that twice tonight. What the, what the hell? <laughs> okay. So I want to, I want to end here with the greatest, um, I think part of the movie. <laughs> yeah. No, I think in all time, I don't think I've ever seen a more classic weapon or like piece of it reminds me of like the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse with his mouse tools. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Inspector gadget. So it's it's uh it's a thermos. UB Dubois carries around a flannel thermos. But at well it's like pure red, but at the beginning of the movie is it pure red? I thought it had some stripes on it. It had like engraved marks on it. Got you. Got you. Um but uh it, like the beginning of the movie, he like drinks out of it, and then these kids throw eggs at him, and he catches it in there, and he's like, "Oh, thanks for breakfast." Rocky Balboa style. <laughs> he just hucks it all on the on the side of the road. But- yeah. Okay. So there's like an almost don't mess with the Zohan energy to where he's like a savant. He's he can duck everything that's thrown at him, even when he's not looking. He's riding the bike, dodging eggs from the kids by steering. Okay unscrews his thermos, catches three of the eggs in the thermos while riding, then dodges more by flipping the bike around and bicycling backwards, dodging more, then flipping it back around. Okay? He has, like, otherworldly ability. Okay? Don't know why that's a thing, but that's part of it. So, the thermos not only can catch eggs in it and do what a normal thermos does. Yeah, but you like it, it slowly over time reveals more. Um, okay, first thing that I, I you, you kind of figure it out early. The thermos is like on like one of those little little belt loop flip things. <laughs> so he'll never lose his thermos. Because no, uh, Maya Rudolph's character is like, aren't you afraid you're going to lose it? And he goes, nope. And he just hucks it out and <laughs> pulls it back. <laughs> like, like a go gadget. So, okay, I'm just going to go off because I, if I try to get too formal with it, I'm going to forget shit. So this thermos in the movie um, has soup in it. You can blend soup. He also had eye black that like when it got down to like he was like walking through a maze, badass scene, just, you know, goes in his thermos, eye blacks it. <laughs> War uh, paint. What else? Uh, what he's done as, as a flashlight. It has mace. He maced one of the dudes in the fucking haunted house. He's like, I'm a dentist. I help people. Why? <laughs> he okay. used it as a vacuum in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> he vacuumed up glass. He vacuumed broken glass. So like shop vac here, bro. Used it as a megaphone. As a megaphone. 
Oh, he also has a grappling hook on it. So when yeah. he's running away from somebody, he grapple hooks. <laughs> he so he can fly it. off or fly over this fence. And then he makes like these kids ones at the end of the movie. One of them has a fucking flare gun. <laughs> oh yeah, he, he gets flare. he gets with a girl and he he makes the two of the kids their own thermos, which are also high tech. One has a flare gun in it. The other has a blow dryer, but it's like industrial grade blow dryer. And like this, like the guys, this is a normal thermos. It maybe has yeah. like it looks like it has like one secret compartment. <laughs> but like and like and it's not like everybody's like what the fuck. It's like everybody's like yeah, I've seen that. You don't even get a close up of this thermos. I think the closest you get might be like a a medium shot. So it just there's so much suspense behind. And then he, so earlier he's like he's at the like museum and he's hanging out with the the love interest and and her kids are there. He's like oh yeah, and he goes she goes uh, he goes Hi, oh this is Hubie. Oh what school are you from? <laughs> and he goes and he goes I'm not in school. She goes, oh it's the thermos. He goes oh soup. You want some soup? And he's like what about your what about your classmates? And they're like uh, no. He. Go ahead, Chris. Oh, I was just gonna say, yeah, like it's part of the like weird, like older guy aesthetic. He just has a thermos full of soup with him at all times. That's important. So he was in the scouts. He was most likely to marry his pillow in his his yearbook. Okay, that too. To preface the whole fucking thermos, he he says to somebody, "It's like a Swiss Army thermos made it when I was in the scouts." We That's never, all we get. I wish I did that in the scouts when I was in the scouts. I wish we made goddamn thermoses. Oh my, okay. And then, so, one of the last classic things that um, happens in this movie about the thermos is he's walking through this maze, he's lost, and then he, he says, man, I really wish my thermos had a compass on it. <laughs> like, yeah, the one thing he needs it doesn't thing. have. Well, this movie was awesome. It was great. It was just a, just a nice, like, Oh well, you're welcome, Siri. Oh, oh. Siri just said they she know be- the producers are robots. <laughs> I'm pulling the funding. My name is not going to be on this. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome, Siri. Siri just thanked us for complimenting her. Um, it was a great like mind number. Just kind of like like as we said, George wasn't having such a good day. I didn't have really a good day yesterday. Christian's just bad all the time. I'm goop. <laughs> So we just watched it and it was funny. It was genuinely funny. Like even like even for Adam Sandler with how oversaturated the market is of this movie. It was funny. I highly recommend you watch it. What about you guys? What do we Okay, let's we got to do our rating. We have our first yep. 5 which was last week with Borat. Yep. You want me to start us off? I can I Yeah, can, go ahead, George. I'll I'll hit you guys with a This is a 3 and a quarters by now. In my opinion. I think uh, excellent comedy break. Uh, I think it's a typical Adam Sandler, you know, shoot the shit kind of film. It it has a lot of characters, so I feel you don't get to go as in depth as you would like into some like the side characters. And we've mentioned that in past Sandler films. It's like there's so many good side characters that we just want to see more of, and this movie does that. It leaves you wanting more, uh, you know of those those guys maybe so, we'll have hubie hanukkah because they're jewish maybe dude i really do see somehow him doing another one of these films tying together like the adam sandler universe um <laughs> cinematic universe the, the, a, the adcu the adam sandler <laughs> cinematic universe we'll see if there's a reddit thread out there if not we'll start one <laughs> we'll start one <laughs> um but yeah i uh three and 
I said three quarters, yeah. yeah three, three and three quarters pineapple. Ooh, you went up from three and a quarter to three and three quarters. Oh, did I? Yeah, you oh, said three oh. and a quarter. I meant to say three and three and three quarters. Oh, okay. So almost four. Three point seven five pineapples. What about you, Christian? Um, okay. Um, so I don't go off the metric system. <laughs> My math is Yugoslavian. <laughs> so um eight and a half chickenics. <laughs> But, you know, I can see you guys are a little confused uh, about culture. So I'll, I'll you know, yeah, I'll, tra- enlighten me. I'll translate to my, to your guys scale, um, about four pineapples. Um, it's a great seasonal movie. I've always had a special thing for Halloween seasonal movies specifically. Um, I used to watch like, you know, Halloween town, right? Stuff like Hocus that. Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. That was another one of the good ones. Uh, Die Hard. Cause that's just an every holiday film. If you ask their fans. <laughs> Don't don't open that box. There's no box to open. Don't open Bruce that Willis box. himself said it's not a Christmas movie. You want to know something? The original synopsis of Home Alone didn't have any mention of Christmas, right? And Die Hard's original synopsis did. So there's like a theory that Home Alone wasn't originally meant to be a Christmas movie, and they just marketed it because of the release. That's episode over. <laughs> point B. Well, so point you B. said that Reddit thread. So you said four pineapples. Yeah, four pineapples. Okay. Because great seasonal movie. Um, all the side characters are really funny. It was stupid, which is what I want from an Adam Sandler movie. Very specific. I'm going to have to go with three and a half pineapples. Uh, I, I liked it a lot, but it's an Adam Sandler movie, so I, I don't know. Some of the acting felt... I, I don't like cringy acting. A little bit of the acting felt over the top for me, but overall, I still highly recommend you guys watch this. What about you guys? George's, yeah, George's oh, yeah. doing was, the math. I was doing the math because I want to get an average pineapples here, and it was three and a quarter pineapples. I should have figured it's the middle between you. I thought, uh, See, in Yugoslavian math, all decimals yeah, add up to a whole a number. Chuckle. Yeah, I chuckles. You know, you guys know we do have people who listen like in, in Eastern Europe, right? No, yeah, we do. <laughs> We just nah, offended. We do. Oh, Yugoslavia is a dead state, so there's nobody to offend. I thought it only existed in Call of Duty. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> what movie were we watching where you were like, oh, those countries are fake? We were watching Indiana Jones. Yeah. yeah and they were showing all just... the European countries. You're like, ah, those are made up. But I'm like, no, those are real. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Now I sound insensitive. <laughs> See, look, and look, I'm white. I could talk shit about Europe all I want. I get the ticket. Okay. I don't know half half of the countries until the Olympics come around, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> Barbados. I I thought that was a made up. Germany is still around. <laughs> what, <laughs> Mister Worldwide? <laughs> Mister Worldwide. Well, everybody, we highly recommend you go and watch this. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook under the Lukewarm Cinema Podcast. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Please go ahead and leave a review, please. Por favor, please. Big love. Jack enough. And uh, in true Borat fashion, until next week, Jinkui. Jinkui. Jinkui.